seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker. Genuine people here to have insightful conversations. A big announcement, a new course has started called How to Get to Know You. We'll be giving away the first lesson for free on the website. The link is available in the show description. My guest speaker today graduated in kinesiology in 2005 and became a personal trainer. He continued and became a professional fighter in two, from 2009 to 2017. For him, it has always been more than just transforming the body, though the mind and spirit play key factors to one's success. He learned this through his journey as a fighter and a coach. He feels honored to be given the opportunity to work with many clients on their mind, body, and spirit helping others live happier and more fulfilled lives. He realized just how important the mind was in the process of accomplishing any real success. He became extremely fascinated with psychology and also had his personal life experience to pull from as well. Always learning and growing, which drives his mindset. He admires the saying, if knowledge was all it took, everyone would have six packs and be millionaires. He believes knowledge is good to have, but applied knowledge is better. So he continues to take action, to grow as a person and a leader, and is the same as health. You never stop. Welcoming Clifford Starks to get to know you. Welcome, Clifford. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Well, so much of your life has shifted from one area to another, and I'm sure it will continue shifting to some other place in in the yeah. years to come. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's fantastic. So from 2009 to 2017, you were a professional fighter. What, how did you, why, how did you get started and, and um, what was that impact on you? Yeah. So when I was younger, uh, I bring up a, a situation I had when, when I was five my grandfather uh, had passed away and I was devastated, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't even so much for the losing of my grandfather, although the loss was important to me. It was more the fact that I knew that I was going to die. You know, I knew that one day my life would end. Mm. And with knowing that information, uh, you, you get options. You know, you get the option to know like, okay, do you try and survive as long as you can and and not really live or have amazing experiences? Or do you experience life as fully as you can? Because you don't know what's on the other side. At least that's what I say. I don't know what's going to be on the other side. I just know what I know right now. And I get an option to either experience it or hide somewhere. And my whole goal was just to experience as much as I could. Mm. And so what got me into the cage, there were a lot of processes before that, that really got me walking into a cage to fight with another human being. 
But I will say it was one of the most ultimate tests I could take, you know, walking inside of a cage and not just walking in a cage, walking in a cage with another professionally trained athlete, a fighter who wanted to do the same thing I wanted to do to them. Mm. You know, the true essence of being a competitor and not only a competitor, but a professional at the same time. I say professional fighter is you have to be a professional but you also have to have that primal side of the fighter and to combine the two in a very unique dance where it's aggression, but not overly aggression. Mm -hmm. And I look at life as there's, there's the time where you have to have the aggression, but it's got to be controlled aggression. Wow. That's very, that's very interesting that you say that controlled aggression. Mm -hmm. And would you say that that is something that a lot of the f fighters will hold, like have that ability to have controlled aggression? It depends. And as you get to the higher levels, you start seeing they have more and more of it. Ah, so okay. Start, yeah, when you start in the beginning, you'll find people who are slugging, who are going nuts, who are doing whatever they can. And some realize it just doesn't work. Because mm. when you're fighting with someone who's, who's precise, who's mm -hmm. looking for angles, who's using strategy, uh, aggression by itself won't do anything for you. Mm. So it's putting all of those pieces together in play. And that's where the 1% of fighters get to, like the UFC, the Bellator, they're, they're able to fight at a much higher level. Interesting. And did your way of thinking or your mindset or your growth uh, grow through that period or did it have ups and downs? Um, so we all, I, I believe we always have ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I say ups, downs, lefts, rights, and everything in between. The one thing that I do know is confidence is a choice, just like mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. And when we choose confidence, it's, are we thinking it? Are we saying it? Are we acting it? Are we doing those three things? Because the competence will come together. You know, you'll get competent if you practice something enough. And if you practice it with enough passion, you can get there. Mm -hmm. Right. But the confidence, the belief in self to say, can I do it? You know, sometimes people will say, well, such and such did it and they did it. But but can I really do it? Yeah. And I'm really a big component of saying, like, yes, anybody can do it if they really put the heart into it and believe in themselves and go all in on themselves, they can be, do, and say anything essentially. Mm -hmm. And is there methods that you had to build that confidence in that period of time? Mm, some of the methods were, so when my grandfather passed, that was, I had to think through it. I mm -hmm. had to think through that process. Now I didn't really say much. I was actually an introvert, so I didn't talk mm. a lot. Mm. So I stayed really, really quiet and I just took action because I knew, okay, if I took action on something long enough, I'd get good at it. If I just took enough action, I'd get good at it. Mm. And so that's what I focused on doing. And I was super, super quiet through my journey. I was actually even quiet as a fighter. You know, I wasn't brash i wasn't braggadocious i wasn't the person who hey look at me over here just really really quiet 
what got me more into the say it part was mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Mm. You know, understanding I'm looking for an audience. I'm looking to serve a certain audience. I'm looking to take them to their promised land. And so there were a lot of things I was doing on the journey without realizing I was doing it because you become who you're around. You're going to become who you're around. Yes. We often overcomplicate this game. We make it way more complicated than it has to be. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, well, there's this, 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 and they have these variables and this thing over here. It's like, what do you want to be? And when you know what you want to be, go around people who are that thing. (laughs) Like, That's how simple it is. (laughs) Sure. No, no. Um, That's very interesting. But, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I've heard that so a lot of many, many times, but I think sometimes it's hard though to be around. It's like, where do I find these people? Sometimes it's like, I think it's hard to find like sometimes you know, I want to be this, or I want to have this, or I want to do this, but it's very difficult to be around these types of people with yeah. certain things. Well, I, I, I say it's such an internal game, you know, it's an internal game and it all starts with the second, you know, what you want to be around, mm-hmm. you're already closer to it mm-hmm. because at least, you know, and I, I love the saying they use, um, riding a bicycle. They go, the first time you ride, you're going to fall off. Yeah. Right. And the interesting thing is it's it's very easy for us to see people riding bicycles because there's nothing. They don't have to ask the person, hey, are you riding a bicycle? Mm-hmm. Like no question has to be asked. They physically can see that thing. They physically see it happening. Mm. And so take that and entrepreneurship. Right. You can't tell who's making money and who's not making money like you just you can't look at them and be like oh well they're dressed nice so they must be yeah. making money. and we yeah, can have yeah. an assumption right we can sure. have an assumption to it but it's like you don't quite know the layers a little bit different but with that knowing that it's it's a little more of a complex thing to get to that's why you have to be, be even more specific Mm. on what your wants are and what your desires are. Like, do you want to make an extra 5K? Do you want to make an extra 10K a month? Like, what do you want specifically? Because what people do like, I want to be a millionaire. Like, okay, well, what in, what does that mean exactly? Like, and what are you going to do with that? And why do you want to do that thing? There's a lot of unpacking that has to go on because there's a process. And part of the process is it gets hard. Like that's part of the process in anything. And I remind people, like, even though life is going to get hard for the doers and the non-doer, it's going to get hard anyway. So mm-hmm. you might as well go do what you want to do to figure yeah. out the lessons that you need to learn. That is so true. If you go for what you want, it's going to be hard. If you go for something else, it's still going to be hard. It's yeah. not going to mm-hmm. – yeah, that's so true. I love how you put it. I like I like that. I'm just curious about something too, like – you you have obviously this strong like growth mindset and uh, you know for some people you know they might a lot of people think our oh, professional athletes are born this way mm-hmm. are you more of a believer that you're born this way or this is something that you can develop to to reach I that strong yeah. high level i call complete bullcrap on being born that way like mm-hmm. complete bullcrap yeah and I was asking one person, I asked a group of people on my Facebook page, uh, is it talent 
or is it work ethic? Right. Just for mm-hmm. fun, just to poke at egos. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people brought in the fact that talent is so important. It's a, mm-hmm. such a needed piece. And I go, I don't believe that. I have a lot of trouble believing that. This mm-hmm. is what going through my journey, people would claim like, oh, you're just naturally talented, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was very strong in high school, extremely strong. Mm-hmm. And people would use like, oh, that was your genetics. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize that I was mowing lawns like day on end to buy this parrot that I wanted. Like it's like a $500 parrot. <laughs> and I'm mowing, yeah, I'm mowing like, my dad's like, well, I'm not getting that. <laughs> and so I got to work. Yeah. You know, I got to work. And I got very, very strong from doing that day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You become what you practice. You sure. become what you practice. And you look at Michael Jordan and people would say like, oh, well, Michael Jordan was gifted. Mm. And it's like, well, was he really? Like comparatively? Because I'm just saying, let's compare it all. Like, I don't think he's the top athlete out there. Mm-hmm. I think he's a he's a great athlete, mm-hmm. but not like if you were to pick on percentages, how high does he how high does he stack? Mm-hmm. You know, and what people do is they go, well, these people are where they're at because of this skill, or they genetically have it. Yeah, and I'm like that's just a cop out excuse that people use, and that's okay. They get the option to use the excuse. But you'd be surprised how far you can go when you work your ass off. You'd be surprised what you can stretch into. Mm -hmm. And that's where the greats lie. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally, um, I I totally agree with that too. I don't think, you know, you're not, you're not born like, okay, genetics play a role in maybe your body size, maybe your body shape and things like that, but you're not born with the drive you need a you need a it's like a, a muscle like you say and something that you need a that you would need to work on but i think though professional athletes do have something special or not special but they have uh like a neck like you know how there's six gears in a car they have mm-hmm. seven gears yeah. and it's just like where does how do they get this seventh gear honestly yeah. like a lot that a lot of other people can't have like it's it's yeah. it's it's a i think you know there's only a small portion of people that can can be at that elite level of of an athlete yeah it's so it's one that i do juggle with for sure and i will say this as i as i've been coaching people the one thing that i've learned along the way the very very good athletes can visualize it can taste it touch it smell it like they're it's just in them Mm. And other people have trouble with that visceral feeling. And I, I'm a believer that the only reason they have trouble with that visceral feeling is because they haven't practiced it. So a great athlete, it, the action's secondary. They already believe they have the thing. Like they already believe they are that thing. Yeah. The actions are secondary pieces mm. to where they're going. Whereas most, most of the world is like, when I get the thing, I'll be this. Mm-hmm. Like a champion already feels they're already a champion. Sure. Before they become a champion. Like they're not like, when I become a champion, then I will have been a champion. Like, no, it's got to be in you. And so the athlete, a, a very practiced athlete, they can just, they internalize it. 
as this is who I am. This is how I show up. So that's how you, 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 that would be the key. You think that the key is to see it, see it before you achieve it. Yeah. You're a believer. You're a full believer in everything mm. that you do. And it's a process because that's just yeah. one piece of it. Yeah. You know, that's just one piece. If you took someone like a professional fighter and they believed in themselves and they didn't put in any reps, <laughs> they didn't put in any work and they didn't learn skill sets and they mm. didn't do the things they needed to do. It doesn't matter. It's just the first piece to start the whole process. Sure. Sure. So how do, how do you then, you know, how do you manage your time? And mm. I'm sure like if, you know, we're talking about this as in like, you know, listeners, the question is how do you achieve your goals as a professional athlete? Now this, this is something that I think a lot of people like to think about. So how do you, if apply this or, or try and grasp these different skill sets that these professional athletes have and like manage it into your time? Like how, how do you manage your time? So, where we focus is where our energy goes, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, what are we focusing on? Mm-hmm. And for instance, if you're on Facebook and you're getting nonstop notifications, mm-hmm. then your focus is going to be all over the place. Yeah. But if you can focus on just one thing specifically, mm-hmm. then you're good, right? So whenever you get in the car and drive and you're focused on driving and focused on a destination – you're not focused on a bunch of other things. And if you if you are, you're not going to drive as efficiently. Now, it is true that they say, well, you can multitask. That's not true. Like you're juggling a bunch of tasks together. And so you put someone in like a race car driving scenario mm-hmm. and you try and get on your cell phone there where you're in an actual professional position, then something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And so with knowing that, it's like, okay – since my mind can only focus on one thing at a time, mm-hmm. what's the most important thing that I have to do in this moment, in this instant, and block off time to do that thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is you, but is it about like, you know, I know it's about putting a lot of work into it, but is it about like, like bombarding yourself with a lot of th- things or like, oh, okay, I need to block this time, block that time, block like you know, how much, how much effort are you meant to put in? Are you meant to like put in as much effort daily that, that you're like, oh, I'm dead by the end of the day? Or like, what yeah. is the, what is the right amount? Yeah. So this is the beauty of self-actualization. I can't give anyone one strategy or solution that will work for them. Mm. What I can do is ask them, what is it that you want? What do you want specifically? What result are you looking to get? Mm. And then you can reverse engineer from there. And the reason I say this is everybody's in different places and different spaces, right? And so our pains can help us and they can hurt us. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. I tore my MCL. Mm -hmm. I tore my MCL. Uh, The doctor, this was in high school, and the doctor told me not to run on it for four to six weeks. Okay. So I took that as don't run at it for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, here I go, pop, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, that hurt. Mm. 
And so what we're fault we're built to believe in these false isms, like I'm going to give you the perfect strategy in the system to get you to where you need to go. Yeah. And the truth is it's a process. You need systems and support mm-hmm. with the right systems and support. You'll get there. Yeah. But you need a customized version for you because no one else is in your head. No, so since but- no one else is in your head, you get to see you fully. And a coach, for instance, they help you point out blind spots, right? Sure. That's important. Yeah. You want to move out of your own way. And that's usually the problem. Usually it's someone's in their own way. Mm-hmm. And when they can get out of their own way, the process becomes easier. But they still have to be the one to push the block. We just show them where the block's at. Mm. They push it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's like trial and error. You have to do trial, trial and error within yourself to find the right amount of, you know, what works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we get, so there's a lot of shiny object syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing with what I loved about fighting, it's so tangible. There's a winner and a loser. And I call it a learner. You can learn something from your losses. So you can win or you can learn, but you know exactly what's going on. In entrepreneurship, it's very tangible too. It's called uh, your bank account. <laughs> if, your bank, if your bank account's not sure. going up, something's wrong. Yeah. If it is going up, something's right. Yeah. Right? Sure. And so when you can say, okay, well, what is it that I want to measure? So you say, for instance, okay, what strategy? When I was losing weight, I focused on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. I focused on, okay, can I get some exercise in? That was it. Because too many times people go like, all right, I'm going to do this diet and I'm going to do this cleanse and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to do the whole nine. I'm just going to change it all. Yeah. I'm like, how does that ever work for anybody? Like, Never. When I was trying to fight in the UFC, could you imagine my coach say, all right, we're going to train you in every single art possible within the month and then you'll be a skilled athlete. Like, no, you do the same thing again, 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 again. Until you get that, and then you figure out how to habit stack. Mm-hmm. Like that's the beauty of it. The first one's always the hardest one. Mm. That's what people miss up, and so they go, "Well, let me try and kind of do this." Ah, uh, not that's not working. Let me try and kind of do this, and it's half-assing a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just focus on one. Focus yeah. on one thing, and when you get good at that one thing, then stack it with something else. What is a method you have to habit stack? Yeah. So one method that I do is I figure out where a person feels empowered. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can do it with you really, really quick. What's, um, yes, do it with me. What is, what is one thing you're having an issue with right now? <laughs> uh, like, can you give me some examples of something that I could like, what do you yeah, what, in what one is, regard? Exactly? What is the, what is the habit you want to create? I'll ask that. Oh, a habit a that habit I want to create. Like? I would like to regularly exercise. I don't do that. Okay. And what does regular exercise look like to you? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, does it look, am I meant to say like running uh, and lifting weights or like, what am I meant to say? A boxing? So is it, is it, 
doing it three times a week, five ah, times a week, okay. one time a week. Maybe like four times a week. Four times a week. And what kind of exercise would you like to do? Uh, some Maybe some cardio, some yoga. Okay. So cardio like um, walking, jogging. No, I can't run. I have an injury. Uh, maybe okay. some okay. Bo- maybe some like boxing and then some like uh, vignette. Maybe some like uh, um, I don't know some yoga that's like high end, like like a faster hot like hot body yoga. Okay, and how will you feel when you do these activities? How will I feel? Yeah. Well, uh, like I I know I know I always feel good when I. When I okay. start and get going into them, yeah. Okay, so you're gonna feel good when you start and get going into it. And what has been the main barrier for you as you're doing it? Uh, an injury. Sometimes, okay. like it, it plays up, and then I just end up like, oh shit! And then I stop for days because I'm like, or oh, like I've been working out, um, and I start off, and then I'm like, oh, my body feels really sore, so then I stop. And is it the knee injury specifically? Uh, yeah, the ankle injury. Sometimes, like if I'm if I'm ankle exercising okay. and I'm like in one place for too long, it will just play up a bit, and and I try lots of different things, but then I just and then I just stop with the with the like that kind of exercise. Okay. All right. So let's ask and talk solution based. Mm-hmm. All right. And when we go through the process, we're going to use, I want you to have a feedback loop. Yeah. Right. Something that you can see that's going to switch you into it's time to work out. Right. Okay. And the feeling that you get when you work out. So whether that's a note card, whether that's a notification that rings mm. on your phone, mm-hmm. give you something very, something very specific. Now the other piece the fear of dealing with injury. Yeah. Right. There are a million and one ways to do something. And you know that if your body just keeps moving, you have a chance. Yeah. The second you stop, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right. All of us are. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay. If my ankle is bothering me, what other exercises can I play in the background to help me through this process. Mm-hmm. So that could be push-ups, that could be crunches, that could be core exercises, it could be some form of arm exercises. And I don't know how bad the the ankle injury is, maybe mm-hmm. squats, depending mm-hmm. on how you brace it. Sure. Right? So there's a lot of things that you can do and a body at motion stays in motion, a body mm-hmm. at rest stays in rest. Yeah. So that's what it's really going to come down to. Like if I can just keep moving no matter what, because me getting into the UFC, there were cracked ribs, ankle injuries, right? A knee injury and different things that people don't see. Okay. Yeah. And I had the option to go like, okay, do I just completely stop? I know what stopping does. Mm. I know what it does to a person because then they just 
Oh, well, stopping shouldn't be that bad. Oh, I only stopped for a week. Oh, I stopped for two weeks. Oh, I stopped for a month. Oh, crap. What what have I done? (laughs) But if I just keep moving on something, whether it's some form of physical therapy, whether it's some form of exercise, whether it's some form, like, even if you just gave yourself, you know what? I'm just going to do five crunches today. Yeah. At least that's something. It's saying, it's saying to my mind, there's something around this. Mm-hmm. I know there's always a, a workaround. And when you have a workaround, then your mind will start getting creative and find new interesting ways to use itself as a self-actualization piece and going, oh, I always have a solution. There's always a solution. Yeah. I got in better shape when COVID came. You know, yeah, and some yeah. people, they look at it like, oh, I couldn't go to the gym. I was eating nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I started eating even cleaner. Like some might as well eat at home more often. Yeah. And I can exercise at my house and there we go. Yeah, sure. Like like I like that. I think I think that, you know, having something really small that you know that you can do and then like, okay, this is super small. I can do this every day. Yeah. And then yeah, and then it and then it to a point where it's it's part of your like waking up kind of routine almost and that you don't even think about it and then adding slowly to that Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. I do. I do dance twice a week, but I feel like because I don't pull up a sweat only in summer, but sometimes I feel like, like I do salsa and bachata and kisomba like three times, three hours a week. Nice. Yeah. But I feel like you actually reminded me uh, there's another piece to that component so that empowering piece is saying, what makes you feel extremely empowered? Hmm. With my body and like physical work? Anything. Your mind, what? your body, your business, your podcast. What makes me feel empowered? Wow, that's a big question. Yeah. What makes me feel empowered? Uh, um, uh, my, my ability to have uh, – like my ability to – to be able to have deeper conversation with people, an interesting conversation, and, and bring up different topics that that um you know they've never heard of or or no one's ever asked them these kinds of questions. So my ability to really like connect with people makes me feel empowered. Or if people oh. say tell me that oh you know I've just ha- I have this really quick deep connection with you. Um, and I feel really, I feel at home and I can be myself completely with you. That makes me feel empowered. Yeah. I hundred percent love it. Thank you for sharing that. And I say, attach that to your exercise. Mm. Every time you exercise, you're actually going deeper in your mind saying, I know there's a solution in here somewhere. And when I find it, I'm even more empowered. Yeah. Yeah. What and about so you're with tying it into your strength? Sure. What about things now that not a physical, more like goals, like for example, purely like I just want more, I, I I want to be more confident. More confident. That's my goal. I want to be more confident. Okay. What What does confidence look like to you? Uh being able to uh, approach anybody and say whatever whatever it is I want to say. Um, not having any nervousness or, 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 or hesitation to go and do or say what I, what I want to say and, and do, and just being completely, 
um, at ease with my surroundings, no matter which person I'm around or if in the past I've, I've been in a, uh, maybe around somebody that I had a, um, maybe a, not an uncomfortable interaction with and I'm still able to be confident around them. Okay. So there's, think it, say it, act it. Momentum plus time equals exponential energy. Okay. So think it, say it, act it is what do I need to say to myself to feel confident? What do I need to say to others to feel confident? What do I need to think about to feel that confidence? Because we can even think about, for instance, let's say I, I'm getting ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of all the possible outcomes of, of what will happen in the fight and how I can adjust to it. Yeah. The pros, the cons, and how I'm going to show up regardless of what happens. Right? And then there's the action piece. And so our minds work on its circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result right? Circumstance, we can't control those. Okay. But we get a choice on how we're going to think about it. Mm -hmm. And when we think about a thing a certain way, we can feel that way about it. And with the right feeling, we can have the right action. And with the right action, we can have the right result. And so what is something that you're confident in? Mm. <laughs> I love how you put me on the spot here, Clifford. Uh, what is something I'm confident in? I um I like I said, I, I like I'm confident in 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 um connecting with people. I'm confident in that. Okay. So you're confident in that and you want to be confident enough to speak your mind? Sure. Be enough confident enough to speak my mind. I think I think the for me, like I, I want to be able to be confident even if I have uh, feelings about a situation. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm confident when it comes to not having any feelings attached to something. Okay. Okay. So I want to be confident when I have feelings attached to it. And could you give me an example of what, what that means to you? Uh Let's say, let's just say simple. Like say, say you have, you know, you have this friend and you're, you, you, maybe you have feelings for this friend, friend of mm-hmm. yours. Just being yeah. able to be confident to express that to them, you know, not a year later. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's say, let's say um, in a way you just answered your own question, right? When we attach to certain things, it messes us up. Yeah. So if I go to fight and I'm attached to a certain outcome, I'm terrified because what if the outcome doesn't go that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then things get really, really difficult. So so don't be just have, I don't know, like I feel like, it's a lot of people struggle with this, like the having that confidence when you have, I don't know, maybe it's rejection too, like you know, trying to trying to like move away from rejection, or not reject, move away from it, but like trying to like maybe have the confidence to like 
you know, deal with it or have the confidence to 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 handle it if it if it if it appears in in that situation. Yeah, yeah. So if you have this outcome and you're holding onto it and you're holding onto it as tight as you can, like I can't let it go. Yeah, I can't let it go. So it's okay. You have feelings, and to deny your feelings would be it. It's non-human. <laughs> like just be like, oh, you don't have them. Just let them go. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the method. I've, you know, I've been using, and I think a lot of yeah. people use. Like, just turn them off. I don't have them. I don't have them. No, yeah. no, no. I don't need them. Yeah, yeah. Accept your feeling. Accept the feeling that you're having, and then ask yourself, all right, is is being attached to this feeling helping me in any way? Because I just said, like, wait a minute, I'm losing confidence now. Like, okay, I have the, like, I'm attached to the feeling, but I'm so attached to the feeling that I lose the confidence that I'm supposed to have to do what, I, what I'm what i meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in in a way, are you meant to, like, check in with your feelings or, like, not even, not suppress them, but, like, see where they're at yeah when a person suppresses their when a person suppresses their feelings they're screwed like it's, <laughs> it's not it's not pretty yeah it's not pretty we, but being able to check in with them and saying like it's okay to feel a certain way yeah but being attached to the feeling that's where it gets dangerous yeah like if i said like yeah losing feels amazing that yeah. feels great not necessarily not to, like, i'm not i'm not <laughs> huge in losing like oh man i can't wait to lose like yeah. it's not fun to me. but it is part of a process sure and i get to say okay am i going to act all pissy pantsed about it yeah like does that serve me in any way and if it doesn't well what does serve me and so it is to say yeah let's check in and ask ourselves is me holding onto this feeling and being unconfident in this situation serving me or anybody around me? Yeah. Like, I swear, like, doing that in the moment, it's like, hey, hey, this, you know, like, I'm losing confidence here. Like, what are you doing? Like, talk to yourself in the moment almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, one exercise you can do when you start feeling the anxiety, when you start feeling uncomfortable, uh, there's breathing exercises you can do. There's one called the box breathing technique mm-hmm. where you breathe in for three seconds, you hold for three seconds, you exhale for three seconds, and you hold your exhale for three seconds. Okay. And you do that a couple of times and it just, it allows you to slow everything down because we make things bigger than they are. Like yeah. that's just like, oh my God. And then there's this and this and this <laughs> over here. And the second we can start slowing things down. Right, go back into that empowered state because you said, Well, my feelings. So, how about instead of attaching to one feeling that makes you unconfident, what if you decided to attach to a feeling that made you confident? Ah, like in the moment of feeling that way, yes, attached to a feeling that made you confident. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, say, Oh, I'll let this one go and let me go into this one. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a great, interesting. And, well, when you are in this, um, you know, what happens to all of us, we don't feel confident. What do you do? I always remember the things that I have done. Okay. 
everything that's ever come through my life is a stepping stone for me to be a better version of me. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the amazingness of the human being. Mm-hmm. Like, as humans, we're amazing, you know, and we deny it too often because we're too busy comparing ourselves instead of com- comparing for the right reasons yeah. people sometimes compare for the wrong reasons sure. and so if we just can do one thing right one thing amazingly yeah that leads to two and then two leads to three yeah and then there's that exponential growth so that's what i was talking about with momentum if you just got it right once what if you got it right a little bit faster the next time yeah Sure. No, I like that. Well, let's take this to like another level of of goals that people have. Like, let's take the goal of being comfortable or being able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. I think, a big one. A lot of people lack the ability to do. Yeah. So, vulnerability—it's an interesting thing. And I look at everything having several conversations together right? Like everything is a form of negotiation and influence. And so for instance, me and you having a conversation, we're having a conversation, but we're not just having it just to have it. You know, yeah. we're, we're looking to add value in, into one another's lives and we're looking to add value to your audience and to my audience if they happen to see this, right? And so through that process, vulnerability means to me, how vulnerable can I be to add value to people's lives? Like that's to me. And as you go deeper and deeper in the game, your vulnerability can increase with your most trusted tribe. Because mm. what yeah. we like, I, I think there's a uh, misconception. They talk about, hey, you just got to be vulnerable. Yeah. That's not necessarily true. No, <laughs> you need to trust the people you're around or trust the person you're being vulnerable with. It's yeah, thrown yeah. back in your face. Exactly. And now this is where things get really interesting. And this is just my journey. I'm so crazy confident. I just believe I can say what I can say. Yeah. And people get to take it how they want to take it. That's up to them. Yeah. So I've built that confidence muscle. I've built that for years and years and years, right? And some people, not so much, mm-hmm. right? And so depending on where you're at, it's when you're vulnerable, you have to be willing to accept the consequences for being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I know that in our heads, they're, all of our heads are filled with shit. <laughs> and amazing things too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's both. They are. They are. It's both. <laughs> oh, well, there's this. So the second someone's judging me on something, I know they're not even judging me. They're judging some experience that they've had. And then they have this representation of what I'm saying, how I'm doing it. Because I know anyone who's come directly face to face with me or had a conversation with me. Yeah. They they wouldn't have a reason to hate me because I, I care about them. Yeah. If they really know you, they won't. You know, that's yeah. what I always say. I'm like, I don't care what other people say that don't know me. Like it doesn't affect me. I only care about those that do know me, like what they think or what they say about me. Yeah. And even then they only know you through their lens. That's true. So I just say like the second we really, like people don't 
accidentally do things. Mm-hmm. There's reasons why we're doing everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And when we can accept those reasons and take the time to be, I always talk about being curious, just ask questions. I ask questions and figure out where a person's at, what they're doing, why they're doing it. And sometimes they don't even know. Yeah, the truth is, the truth is, sometimes they don't even know. Like you can analyze it as much as you want, and then you're like, "This is not making any sense whatsoever." Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the vulnerability, I I say, it it's the most impactful thing you can have. Uh, I get extremely vulnerable with my audience, Mm -hmm. right? And I, I say it's about taking the mask off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking the mask off, setting it on the table, and doing what you need to do. And I I bring this up again. I have no problem being overly vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm just, I can spread my truth. But if it's not adding value, then what's the point? Like you're just wasting energy. Like you're just talking into the wind. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, I I get that. Like, you you, you know, um, yeah, no, that, that totally makes a lot of sense. Um, sometimes too, like I think with, with myself and the examples I was giving before, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable being vulnerable on a podcast, which is, and like for random people to listen to me about certain things and I'm comfortable being vulnerable with friends, but then I'm not, and then I just have this like almost, I freeze when it comes to being vulnerable with like somebody I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost. So, and we have all of our own triggers and traumas and issues, right? Yeah. And being, so I always tell people go internal first, mm-hmm. strength of the internal, because the internal is going to take some more practice than the external, mm-hmm. right? But you can go internal, external, and both are important, right? Both are important. Sure. And when you can sit back and go like, okay, why am I this way? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I feel the way that I feel with what I'm feeling? Yeah. And really dig deep into it. And professionals can help with that. Yeah. You know, whether that's coaching, whether that's therapy, whether that's uh, counseling, whether that's um, consulting, whatever it may be. Yeah. Because it's fun. You know, it is you, fun to unpack. I love unpacking, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. unpacking your thoughts and your behaviors and things. It's like, oh, okay, I do this because of this, or I, I may be this way because of this, these things. And I think I, I enjoy it. It's like, you know, I, I read something uh, a few years ago that says something like, you are your biggest project. And I really like mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. you know, you know you, everyone look, looks at oxen or things that they're trying to do, but it's like, no, you are your biggest project. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got, so I got a cool exercise for you. It's called an energy audit. Mm-hmm. And you write down what gives you energy oh. and you write down what takes your energy. Okay. And when you're looking at that, you kind of get a feel of like who you are, mm-hmm. you know, who you are. Cause it's funny. We all want the same thing, but we don't act in that thing. <laughs> like it's, no. I just want alignment. Well, then go be aligned. Like, yeah. <laughs> like go be aligned <laughs> right now in this moment. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. it's not that easy. Like, it's so that easy. <laughs> like, it really is that easy. Yeah, yeah. No, if I like that. If your back's, yeah, if your back's all messed up, yeah. you're going to go to a chiropractor. Yeah, you are. And get it adjusted. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Exactly. That's it. No, no, absolutely. I like that. I'm going to try that out. Write down what gives me energy and what takes my energy. 
I like that yeah. a lot. I never thought about that. I was like, I, you know, I think about that a little bit, but I never thought about writing it down and like separating it into two and seeing and seeing and comparing like what that is. No. That's, that's fantastic. It, we oftentimes can get away from the basics. Yeah. You know, like everything comes down to execution. Yeah. That's it. Like there yeah. is no like in between. And that's why I say it is simple. Like, oh, it's not simple. Like, it so is. Just do one thing. Just get really good at one thing at a time. Slowly, and you'll slowly. get to where That's you're looking it. to go. Like, oh, <laughs> you're like, yes, it is. Yeah. I think <laughs> too many people are overthinkers. They're like, no, no, no. Just think like one thing at a time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Clifford. This has been a beautiful conversation. Where can people find you, Clifford? Yeah, so they can find me at uh, Clifford Starks on Messenger. And I also have my website. I have cliffordstarks1 at gmail.com. And I also have cliff at mindbodymentoring.com. But we're creating an MBB one, which is going to focus on mind, body, and business. I don't have that one up yet, but that's that's the next big thing. Like I'm really excited about what we're creating with mind body business and this is why mm-hmm. just off of what you're talking about how athletes have that extra gear everyone just wants to get that extra gear and i know what it is mm-hmm. like i figured it out i have figured it out and it's the process that you have to take people through just Fantastic. like anything else yeah yeah I love that, Clifford. Well, that's very exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. It sounds, that sounds like amazing. I love this like little kept secret that you got going on right now. But um, <laughs> I'm listeners, <pumped> up. yeah, I'm <laughs> <up>. <laughs> nice um, listeners. I'll, I'll I add all those uh, links to the show description, so you'll be able to you'll be able to click on those. And luckily, awesome. last question that I love to ask all my guest speakers: How has this conversation with me right now made you reflect or highlight anything to you? So you're unbelievably amazing, right? Thank you. And even through all your amazingness, you still question your greatness, just like we all do, myself included. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That really means a lot. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. That means a lot, Clifford. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrakh. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you, listeners, the question again. How do you achieve your goals as a professional athlete? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We will include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe, to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.